0: Dear loving Father in heaven, blessed be thy holy name, O Lord. We are grateful to you that you have preserved our lives and given us your word and given us the grace that comes through our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray that we may know you. As we study your word, our knowledge shall increase of you, a saving knowledge of you, O Lord that will give us power to become sons and daughters of God. Open our eyes, Lord, that we may behold wondrous things out of thy law. Consecrate me to your service, Father. Be with me as I speak and put your words in my mouth. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. That I may know him. January fifteen. Christ, the mystic ladder. And he dreamed, and behold, a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. Genesis chapter 28, verse 12. Jacob's experience as a wanderer from his home When he was shown, the mystic ladder was designed to teach a great truth in regard to the plan of salvation. The ladder represented Christ. He is the channel of communication between heaven and earth, and angels go to and fro in continual intercourse with the fallen race. The words of Christ to Nathanael were in harmony with the figure of the ladder when he said, Verily, verily, I say unto you. Hereafter, he shall see heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man," John chapter 1, verse 51. Here the Redeemer identifies himself as the mystic ladder that makes communication possible between heaven and earth. In assuming humanity, Christ planted the ladder firmly upon the earth. The ladder reaches unto the highest heaven, and God's glory shines from its summit and illuminates its whole length, while the angels pass to and fro with messages from God to man, with petition and praise from man to God. In the vision of Jacob was represented the union of the human and the divine in Christ. As the angels pass to and fro on the ladder, God is represented as looking down with favor upon the children of men, because of the merit of his Son. The gaining of eternal life is no easy thing. By living faith, we are to keep on reaching forward, ascending the ladder round by round, seeing and taking the necessary steps. And yet, we must understand that not one holy thought, not one unselfish act can be originated in self. It is only through Christ that there can be any virtue in humanity. But while we can do nothing without him, we have something to do in connection with him. At no time must we relax our spiritual vigilance, for we are hanging, as it were, between heaven and earth. We must cling to Christ, climb up by Christ, become laborers together with him in the saving of Our souls. Amen the title of our devotion for today is Christ the mystic ladder and I find this one very interesting like we know Jesus said in the book of John 5 verse 39 and 40 search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life and they are they which testify of me and you will not come to me that you might have life we have already seen our devotion, I believe in January 4, that a superficial knowledge of God is not enough. In that devotion, from the time in Know Him, page 10, paragraph 2, we read the following words There are many mysteries in the Word of God that we do not comprehend, and many of us are content to stop our investigation when we have just begun to receive a little knowledge concerning Christ. When there begins to be a little unfolding of the divine purposes to the mind and we begin to obtain a slight knowledge of the character of God, we become satisfied and think that we have received about all the light that there is for us in the word of God. But the truth of God is infinite. With painstaking effort, we should work in the minds of truth, discovering the precious jewels that have been hidden. Jesus meant just what he said when he directed his disciples to search the scriptures. Searching means to compare scripture with scripture and spiritual things with spiritual. We should not be satisfied with the superficial knowledge. End of quote. Amen. Let us now search and compare with scripture with scripture. Do not think like we just read that you have known enough already. The previous devotions you we have done may have enlightened you, and you think, Oh, there's no more to know, but there's so much more to know. Let it not be said of you that you were content to stop your investigation when you had just begun to receive little knowledge concerning Christ. Jesus said that we should set scripture with scripture, for if we do this, we will come to one conclusion. What is that conclusion? We will realize that the scriptures In Jesus' day, which is what we call today the Old Testament, testified of him. We have no trouble knowing that the New Testament testified of Jesus, but what about the Old? Jesus said that the Scriptures testified of him. That means that Jesus is the theme of the whole Scriptures, both the Old and the New Testament. Like we just read, there are many mysteries in the Word of God that we do not comprehend and many of us are content to stop our investigation when we have just begun to receive a little knowledge concerning Christ. So mysteries it says, that there are many mysteries in the word of God. One of the mysteries that we will unravel today is the mystery of the mystic ladder, which Jacob saw when he was sleeping as a fugitive in Bethel. Jacob had just done something grievous and dirty. And he was stunned like a man who is having his first experience in the knowledge of evil you know how it is when you commit what you always thought was beneath you and after you've done that sin you become aware of yourself it doesn't have to be something really gross but just something that maybe is the first time you did it the first time a person robs a bank for example or steals from an, um, another person. The first time you are instrumental in the murder of a man. Some of us may think people are not in, involved in that. People are involved. The first time somebody is involved in murder or engages in fornication, I one may be more familiar, or abortion. Or gets his hand dirty in any way at all that your conscience may be awake to alert you of because some people's conscience is dead not to even make them aware but if your conscience is awake and you experience a particular sin for the first time your hands are dirty in your quiet time there is a brooding over the sin you ask yourself questions the mind hears that voice from heaven as Eve heard it saying What is this that thou hast done? This was the experience that Jacob was having. He was filled with remorse. He was an exile and a fugitive from his own home. He owned absolutely nothing. He ran away from home like a man who was most wanted by the police and was wondering if there was forgiveness for him. He was filled with a keen sense of the enormity of his sin and was feeling deep remorse How could he, by sin and deception, secure for himself a spiritual blessing? He was unsure of how God viewed him at this time. In his own mind, he felt God may not want to have anything to do with him, and the blessing that he tried to secure by fraud, he may never get it. That night, before he slept, filled with a sense of his sin, he remembered the God of Abraham and of his father Isaac, and how they had taught him that there was hope of forgiveness through Jesus, through God. He prayed for forgiveness and he slept. But oh, how that sleep must have been. He did not know whether his confession was accepted by God. What will God do to this deceptive fugitive? Will he reject him or will he accept him? This was when the mystic ladder appeared to Jacob in a dream. Genesis 28, reading from verse 10 to 13 says, And Jacob went out from Beersheba, and went toward Haran. And he lighted upon a certain place, and tarried there all night, because the sun was set. And he took up the stones of that place, and put them for his pillows, and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed. And behold, a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham thy father and the God of Isaac. The land whereon thou liest, to thee will I give it unto thy seed. Amen. What was the meaning of this ladder? Here was a man, that's Jacob, who had just sinned. And God was promising to give him the land where he was lying. This was God saying to Jacob that his sins were forgiven. But then there was something that was left unexplained to Jacob. It was the ladder that reached to heaven with angels going up and down on it. What does this ladder mean? A ladder is an object that connects two points together. One being a higher point and the other a low one. It helps the one who is down to be lifted up step by step to the highest point of the ladder. It also helps the person who is high up there and far from the one who is down to come down step by step and reach or communicate with the person who is down. With the symbolism of this mystic ladder, there was a lesson for Jacob and for us. Jacob had sinned and as it is written in the book of Isaiah 59 verse 1 and 2, his sins had separated him from heaven and its blessings and through the ladder God was showing him the only way by which heaven may be reachable to him once again but it was a ladder that was used not a lamb God used a ladder to explain to Jacob that the way up to heaven must be climbed step by step little by little but yet he will still get there gradually but surely this mystic ladder which you are stood angels were climbing and when you reach the top of it you see god there that ladder is jesus christ it is through the merits of jesus and through his death that man is connected back to heaven many who err like jacob are filled with remorse and are wondering if there is a way of restoration back to heaven fear not my brother fear not my sister, no matter the sin you have committed. Jesus has secured a way for us, and we are accepted in the Beloved. But we must understand that no one gets to the top of the ladder by just jumping there. You don't start from the middle. You must start from the lowest round. To explain this further, I read from the book Fundamentals of Christian Education, page 305, paragraph 1. It says, let the erring one be encouraged to climb step by step, round by round. The effort may be painful to him, but it will be by far the best lesson he has ever learned, for by so doing he will become acquainted with his own weakness and thus be enabled to avoid in the future the errors of the past. Through the aid of wise counselors, his defeat will be turned into victory, But let no one attempt to begin at the top of the ladder. Let everyone start at the lowest round and mount step by step, climbing up by Christ, clinging to Christ, ascending to the height of Christ. This is the only way to advance heavenward. Let nothing turn the attention away from the great work that is to be done. Let the thoughts, the aptitude, the keen exercise of the brain power be put to the highest use, to highest uses in studying the word and the will of God. This is how to climb the ladder. It is by putting your mind and your thoughts your, and keenly exercising your brain power to studying the word of God. I continue the reading. The Lord has a place for the very best ability he has entrusted to men in the work of building up his kingdom we may employ every capacity given of god as faithfully and earnestly as did daniel in babylon when he was found faithful to every duty to man and loyal to his god end of quote so we see here that the ladder is jesus whom we are to climb holding on to him because when you climb a ladder you hold it as you put your leg on the lowest step you cannot put your hands, fold your hands or put it behind your back and climb a ladder without holding it. You must hold a ladder if you must climb it. No man climbs a ladder without holding it. And that is how it is with us. We, are, we have fallen. We have reached rock bottom. But God lays down the ladder, Jesus Christ, and offers him to us that through him we may climb up to the highest height where God is. You know, when Jesus came on the earth and lived among men, he spoke of himself as the lather. When he spoke to Nathanael in the book of John 1, reading from verse 47 to 51, it says, Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no guile. Nathanael said unto him, Whence knowest thou me? Jesus answered and said unto him, Before that Philip called thee, when thou was under the tree, under the fig tree, I saw thee. Nathanael answered and said unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God, thou art the King of Israel. Jesus answered and said unto him, Because I said unto thee, I saw thee under the fig tree, believest thou, thou shalt see greater things than these. And he said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, hereafter ye shall see heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Amen. And like we saw in our devotion, the words of Christ to Nathaniel were in harmony with the figure of the ladder when he said those words we just read. Here, the Redeemer identifies himself as the mystic ladder that makes communication possible between heaven and earth. That I may know him, page 21, paragraph 3. So, it is clear that the mystery of this ladder is that God is trying to offer us a way of salvation, we saw that also in our devotion that God was teaching Jacob something. He was trying to teach him, like we saw that I may know him, page uh, twenty-one, paragraph two. There it says that when he was shown the mystic ladder, that's when Jacob was shown the mystic ladder. It was designed to teach a great truth in regard to the plan of salvation. So, what is that truth in plan? The plan of salvation. Yes, Jesus has died. That is another truth the lamb slain from the foundation of the world but for us to reach heaven we must climb from the lowest round step by step so what are the steps on this ladder and where does that ladder reach literally where does it reach in the figurative sense god was on top of the ladder and we know okay if you climb the ladder you get to see god but for us, as we live on this earth, what is the practicality of the steps we are climbing and what are we to attain in the highest height? Peter spoke of something alluding to the steps we must take as we grow as Christians. Step by step, let's see now. Second Peter chapter 1, reading from verse 5 down to verse 11. In this passage, we want to see the steps that we'll climb and secondly, where it will lead us to. Those are the two things what are the steps and what is the end what when we reach the highest heights, what are we going to achieve so reading 2nd peter 1 verse 5 to 11 it says and beside this giving all diligence add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge and to knowledge temperance and to temperance patience and to patience godliness and to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness charity For if these things be in you and abound they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our lord jesus christ that i may know him but he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins wherefore the rather brethren give diligence to make your calling and election sure for if ye do these things ye shall never fall for so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our lord jesus christ amen so what are the steps those are two questions i asked what are the steps and where would it lead us to the steps are in the ladder is the characters that we form while we climb that ladder the character of faith knowledge, virtue, temperance, patience, brotherly kindness, charity these are steps on the ladder that doesn't mean that that's all the steps there is but of course you can find every other virtue every other character drawn out from these things that has just been described and if you climb the ladder on these steps what happens paul peter says that what will happen is that you will never be barren or unfruitful in the knowledge of our lord jesus christ that is second peter chapter 1 verse 8 So what is the theme of our devotion? That I may know him. How can we know him? It is by climbing that ladder. If you climb it, Peter says, if these things are in you, what happens? You will never be unfruitful in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And what is the knowledge of Jesus Christ? What's the end of it? John 17 verse 3. The knowledge of the Father and Jesus Christ is eternal life. That is the knowledge of Jesus Christ. That's the end of it. And here, Peter also said in verse 10 and 11, that if we do this we will never fall and the end of it is that we an entrance shall be ministered unto us abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ so where does the ladder lead us to into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ through a knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ we will never be barren remember that God has promised that No man will ever say to anyone again, "Know the Lord," for they shall know me from the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord. That's Jeremiah chapter thirty-one, from verse thirty-four. The the end. What God wants to achieve is that we will will be so filled with the knowledge of God that we would not need to be taught anymore. This is what the rounds of the ladder represent. Step by step. It doesn't mean that the first step is faith. And then the next step is virtue and all of that. But basically, God is telling us that he's not expecting us to get everything right all at once. That's basically what he's saying. He didn't say add all these things together all at once. Faith, virtue, knowledge, brotherly, kindness. It will be overwhelmed. But God is simply telling us start from somewhere. You know, sometimes in this, our Christian life, devil wants to discourage you because of one, two, three, five weaknesses you have. But don't look too much on the point of the ladder that you have not reached. Where you are, the one that you have overcome, we thank God for it. That is the step. you've taken one step, I have, maybe you've learned um, self-control as far as diet is concerned. But maybe you've not learned self-control as far as something else is concerned. Maybe with respect to your phone. Don't worry. Don't be discouraged. It is step by step. You don't get everything all at once. You have to do it step by step by step you have to do but don't stop somewhere you don't stop in the middle you have to keep pressing on and keep going on but don't ever be discouraged because of how long your journey is how far you are from heaven how far you are from the character of christ don't look at christ to the point that you are discouraged and you say there's no hope again i'm not trying anymore no be happy for the little things you have gained and keep adding it little by little and then you'll get there at last. Reading from Maranatha, page 84, paragraph 2 and downward, it says, Point the youth to Peter's ladder of eight rounds, and place their feet, not on the highest round but on the lowest, and with earnest solicitation, urge them to climb to the very top. Christ is the ladder. The base is planted firmly on the earth in his humanity. The topmost round reaches to the throne of God in his divinity. The humanity of Christ embraces fallen humanity, while his divinity lays hold upon the throne of God. We are saved by climbing round after round of the ladder, looking to Christ clinging to Christ, mounting step by step to the height of Christ so that he is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Faith, virtue, knowledge, temperance, patience, godliness, brotherly kindness and charity are the rounds of this ladder. All these graces are to be manifested in the Christian character. And if you do these things, you shall never fall, for so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You are not to think. So hear this part now, buttressing what I was saying earlier. You are not to think that you must wait until you have perfected one grace before cultivating another. No, they are to grow up together. Every day that you live, you can be perfecting the blessed attributes fully revealed in the character of Christ. Do not become overwhelmed with the great amount of work you must do in your lifetime, for you are not required to do it all at once. Let every power of your being go to each day's work. Improve each precious opportunity. Appreciate the helps that God gives you and make advancement up the ladder of progress step by step. Remember that you are to live but one day at a time. That God has given you one day and heavenly records will show how you have valued its privileges and opportunities may you so improve every day given you of god that at last you may hear the master say well done thou good and faithful servant end of quote amen so two things we will draw from here is that i've said one earlier which is that don't get overwhelmed with what you have to do with how high the ladder is and how far you have to go take it step by step one day at a time and then the second thing here is you don't need to say oh I need to overcome self-control first. I need to get faith first before I then get virtue. And then after that, I'll get knowledge. No, you can be cultivating each and every one of them. You may not have perfected any one of them, but yet you are growing in all. So you you don't need to wait and say, oh, let me learn self-control now. Then later I'll learn brotherly kindness and all. No, you can learn all of them as time goes on based on the experiences that God is bringing your way. So that's how it is. But something else that is important is what we read in the last few paragraphs of this devotion, talking about the effort that needs to be put. It's not going to be anything easy. It says in that, that I am in know him, page 21, paragraph 5. The gaining of eternal life is no easy thing. By living faith, we are to keep on reaching forward ascending the ladder round by round seeing and taking the necessary steps and yet we must understand that not one holy thought not one unselfish act can be originated in self it is only through christ that there can be any virtue in humanity but while we can do nothing without him we have something to do in connection with him at no time must we relax our spiritual vigilance for we are hanging as it were between heaven and earth We must cling to Christ, climb up by Christ, become laborers together with Him in the saving of our souls. Amen. End of quote. Do you get that? Somebody who is at the bottom and relaxed is even better that so than someone who climbs the ladder and is at the middle at a high point and then you relax. That's why we are told. No time must we relax our, our spiritual vigilance. Do you know where you are? You are hanging between heaven and earth you are no longer at the bottom neither are you in heaven at last you are in the middle so that is why you should not relax your spiritual vigilance if you relax if a man who is at the middle of a ladder stops holding that ladder removes his hand from the ladder what happens he will fall and great will be the fall thereof it will be a very bad one and that's the reason if you have experienced it before when you have followed god for a while and then you sin the, the, the feeling the feeling of it the fall is so great that's why we must lean on Jesus hold on to that ladder all the time because we are hanging between heaven and earth then secondly we also see here that though we cannot of ourselves climb from the low points that we find ourselves like Jacob down to the highest point where God was we need the ladder yes but the ladder will not do everything for us We have our own work to do, we cannot do anything by ourselves, but we have something we can do with the ladder. In cooperation with Jesus, we can reach the highest height. Never think that by yourself you can overcome. And don't also think that the ladder itself is enough. You must cooperate and use the ladder, which is Jesus Christ, to help you to climb up. The only way to climb up is Jesus and that's why Jesus said in John 14 verse 6, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. That's exactly what the ladder shows us. The ladder shows us that there is only one way that man can be saved. Jesus is the only way. We may safely lean on him and find our way to God, to heaven and to life. Reading from Signs of the Times, January 6, 1898, paragraph 14 and 15, we are told Christ is the ladder to heaven. The base of this ladder rests firmly on the earth brought to the very level of humanity, while the topmost round reaches and rests firmly on the throne of God. Jacob saw the glory of God shining above this ladder, while the brightness of the Son of Righteousness illuminated its whole length. Descending the ladder of shining brightness were angels of God with communications to the inhabitants of the earth. Only by Christ's aid can we be saved, if by our own efforts we could reach heaven. Christ need not have left the real courts to come to a world all seared and marred by the curse to be a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief to be tempted in all points like as we are yet without sin but we can reach heaven only by the mystic ladder Jesus Christ and he came to this earth that we might be enabled to do this here the battle between the prince of darkness and the prince of light was fought and here Christ conquered in our behalf and he will conquer in your behalf too amen Of his own free will, he laid down his life, that he might take it again. And today, a living saviour stands in the heavenly courts as our intercessor, pleading for us that through his merits, we may be enabled to resist the temptation of the enemy and be more than conquerors through him. He knows how to succor them that are tempted and to deliver the godly out of temptation. Surely, he is the way, the truth. And the life, Amen. And like Jesus said in John six, verse forty-four, no man can come to me except the Father which had sent me draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. That is the result of climbing that ladder. You will have a knowledge of God because Peter said it when you climb the rounds of that ladder, you to make you that you will never be barren or unfruitful in the knowledge of God. And what is the result of not being unfruitful? You will be fruitful. And if you are fruitful, like Jesus said, you will be raised at the last day. Paul also talked about it, that when you know God, you will understand the power of his resurrection. You will experience it. Because that's what the knowledge of God does for us. You will experience the power of his resurrection. It is my prayer that we would, in whatever state we find ourselves, take hold of this ladder. What has been your experience? Perhaps you have done something like Jacob that has separated you from God and you have become conscious of your sin whatever the sin is remember that God lays to you, gives to you a ladder, you can get up get up from wherever you are take hold of that ladder ask God for forgiveness of sins start from the lowest round of that ladder and begin to climb from the little thing you can do, perhaps you just learn one thing, I want to stop lying and you take it seriously while doing that you can still don't wait till you finish that pick up another thing you say i want to learn i want to quit watching this or watching that doing this or doing that whatever thing it is and little by little you are learning you are growing don't think that because you are too far away from heaven you look at yourself and you look at somebody else who is already who has gone far and you feel like there's no hope. don't feel like there's no hope start from your own point wherever you are from the lowest round and start climbing you will find that in the end you will reach the top of that ladder as long as you take hold on it that is don't go away from jesus how do you lay hold on jesus through prayer that's how you hold that ladder through constant communion with god because that hand must constantly hold jesus and that is prayer hold that ladder firmly the ladder will never fall it is you that may fall. But that ladder will never slip and fall. It's never going to shake to the point. No matter how strong you are, you can never shake it. That ladder is strong. You will never pull it to the point that you and the ladder will fall. No. The only problem you may have is when you leave the ladder and you fall. But that ladder is firmly rooted on the earth to put you, meet you where you are in your sins. That's what the ladder did. It met Jacob in his sins, where he was. And Jesus meets us where we are in our sins. And he offers us the opportunity to come out of that sin and through him rise up to heaven. Take courage and use this opportunity of this devotion to get up from wherever you are in your sins and climb up that ladder and reach the highest round. Let us pray. Thank you, dear Lord, for the words you've spoken to us. Thank you for the ladder that you've given to us. Thank you, Lord, that you have not left us to languish in our sins. Thank you for forgiveness. Thank you for mercy. As many who are listening now confessing their sins, Lord, I pray that you have mercy and forgive. And help us to know how to take firm hold of that ladder climb it and reach the highest height that we may have a knowledge of jesus christ and an entering in will be made to us into the kingdom of our lord thank you for hearing our prayers in jesus name we pray amen message was brought to you by the angel with a strong voice a ministry dedicated to preparing people to stand true to god and be ready for his imminent return for more information and free online resources please visit www.tawas.org that is www.tawasv.org or contact info at tawas.org